0: Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we'll be interviewing Worshipful Brother Ben Stegner.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos.
0: Tools Podcast. I'm Matthew Apple. I'm a brother here in the great state of Washington, along with my compatriot, very worshipful brother David Colbeth, the other host of the show this evening. And we'll be interviewing worshipful brother Ben Stagner, who is a the currently sitting worshipful master of University Lodge number 141 in Washington, and also is a tattoo artist here in the Seattle area. Welcome to the show, Ben. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming out. So we asked Ben here today because I uh, was privileged to see a little presentation he did on the tattoo machine. And uh, he he did it down at a Shoreline Lodge here in, in just north of Seattle. And it was really impressive. And uh, we sort of wanted to ask him to, to come. But before we get to that, um, Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you become a Mason? How did you get into tattooing? Are they intertwined or are they separate events? Or?
2: Uh, well, yeah, actually, yeah, they... they... They became intertwined. Um, I actually started working at a tattoo shop as a shop hand when I was 19 years old. Uh, I just graduated high school and I was actually working on uh, working to become a nurse, which obviously didn't happen. But uh, that was the original cult. And uh, but uh, working, I worked got a job at a tattoo shop uh, down in Tacoma, and it was ran by a uh, very old school, traditional ex marine, um, very salty, surly kind of kind of guy, and that's kind of where I would uh, got my upbringing as far as, um, how'd you say, uh, work ethic, um, how to take pride in stuff that you do. It's a very self-sufficient type of job. It's one you, you really have to earn. Um, and all the things that you, you learn in tattooing is, is traditionally, you, you, earn, you earn the knowledge that you get in, the, in a shop or any respect that you, you get there. Um, and I didn't immediately do tattooing. After that, I worked there for two years, um, and then it was I had a, about a seven-year uh, gap where I did a bunch of other jobs. Uh, based, I, nursing didn't work out, so I wound up uh, basically anything out of curiosity. about I, I, I dabbled into. So I was a uh, union fitter for three years. Uh, I worked at a uh, managed a skate shop for a couple of years. Let's see, did uh, worked in auto body, worked in a motorcycle shop, worked as a sign painter, worked as a cook, and a couple other jobs here and there. But they all kind of wound up kind of circling back into tattooing. Uh, and then it wasn't too long, around the same time, a friend of mine. What I love about tattooing, with interacting with people and having an impact, uh, caused me to want to do more uh, outside of tattooing. And a friend of mine, we originally were looking for volunteer things to do to help out, and nothing really stuck until I bought a fez at a secondhand store for a for Halloween costume, actually. Uh, we were putting together kind of a James Bond villain. I was going to wear a fez and have a big curly mustache. I was going to twirl up. And another brother, brother David Cho from, uh, I believe it's a Daylight Lodge, saw me walking down the street with it, and he followed me into the tattoo shop. Uh, I he followed me, and I didn't even see him behind me. And uh, he, he got to my attention. I turned around. I was like, hey, hey, David's like, hey, what's uh, what's with the fez there? <laughs> I like, oh, I I got it for a costume. He like, oh, he like had his hand out to shake it. He Kind of puts it back in his pocket, <laughs> sarcastically. He goes, "Oh, I thought maybe you were a brother, and I had to know more. And the more <laughs> I, I looked into it, the more questions I asked. And I looked on the website and got info off of that, and it was exactly what I was looking for. That's and awesome. Sure enough, led to University Lodge 141, and it's been it's been great since then. It's been six years of, of life changing uh, experiences for sure.
1: So, who, do you know who that was that? You said was, his name was David. Who was it that followed you in there?
2: David Cho. David Cho. Okay. He's from a uh, Daylight Lodge. Uh, I believe he's a past master there too. I, I'm not sure how. Uh, I haven't kept up with him. I'm not. I'm not sure what he's up to nowadays. But yeah. that was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was my intro. So that was that was crazy to see another tattoo artist who was a Mason who uh, who got me interested in it. Oh, he did tattoos too. Yes, he did. Yes.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Talk about overlap that's pretty well
2: Oh, absolutely yeah and as i went through my degree work um especially with the working tools and and it being like i said earlier uh with it, with tattooing you earn the knowledge that you get right there was a was a pretty big parallel with masonry um, working towards your next degree the memorization work um and also it being you can't read those souls without being inspired to at least you some some work in some form or another
0: so that yeah, you know, that's a, a, a genuine apprenticeship as opposed to our apprenticeship where you're you're learning, but it tends to be a little abbreviated, shall we say. Is is it, is it similar? I was like, is
1: it similar? Do they have like an an apprentice type program and then you like, like electrician or like union type of yes. job?
2: Yes, it's uh it's a very traditional apprenticeship. You um you find the shop that you're gonna go to, uh you you meet somebody who you wanna learn from, you ask them, and and traditionally they say no. It's expected you go back and you ask again, you ask again until, uh, until, they, until they finally buckle down. But but there's a lot of, uh, there can be a lot of work that gets put there, which is, uh, uh, there's stories of, you go, a uh, guy asks for a tattoo apprenticeship, says no, but go uh, draw 25, copy 25 sheets of flash. If you ever go into a tattoo shop and you look on the walls, you see all the different artwork and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. You can go in, you can pick something off the wall and get that tattooed on you. That artwork is called flash. And so, what some guys will do is be like, go, go draw me 25 sheets of flash and come back, not expecting them to do it at all. But if they do return, they're earning that next step. And so, it's kind of a build up. You do two years worth of uh, mopping and scrubbing and answering phones and dealing with customers and taking out the garbage. And it's, it's really that the whole time, too, you're supposed to be watching and paying attention to what's going on. So, when they ask, okay, now that you've been watching this whole time, uh, break down my station. And then you get to prove how well you've been paying attention, how well you were, were learning. And then you, you go on to the next level, so on and so forth. And you got your apprenticeship. And then after that, you start doing small tattoos. So, kind of your your fellow craft, if you will. Um, and then afterwards, once you start getting your own style down and you get more proficient in what you're doing, you become a master tattoo artist. And and uh, you do that till,
0: till you're done tattooing. <laughs> it sounds like the hero's journey uh, from a. Uh the archetypes and the whole nine yards there you gotta ask three times it's it's sounds very familiar
2: right yeah it was i was pretty blown away the more i heard the more meetings i attended and the more i heard of of the degree work and and what came like okay that sounds that sounds familiar okay Mm -hmm. all right i'm digging this
1: (laughs) very cool We've got a guy that's a lineman as an electrician and he's very similar. Uh, They have a whole apprenticeship process and it's it's like the same idea. He's very, very versed in that. You have to move. It's a step process just like masonry. So
0: he was pretty stoked to see that
1: too. Awesome.
0: Is it, I would guess just for my own edification that uh, the tattoo artist thing, I would guess is usually more informal or like you were, you said you were a a pipe fitter, union pipe fitter. I'm sure that's a much more formalized process.
2: Uh, yes. Yes. That, that was, yeah, very much. you sign up. You, um, uh, we did, what's called a PTC free, or PC PCT pre-construction training uh, where you go, there's, there's, it's much more a job.
0: Uh, right. This is much more informal kind of.
2: Very informal. Um, you show up and if you get off an apprenticeship, you're working whatever your normal job is and you're showing up to scrub tubes and, and clean and do all that stuff. And uh, really it's, Again, like that first little bit is to see if you have a connection with whoever you want to teach at a tattoo, and at any given point, they could just be like, "No, I'm not feeling this where are done it kind of really depends on your drive there's no There's no contract you're signing unless it's you really get into it, but there's no um, it's very much what you put in the table. If you decide you don't want to do it, then they can be like, all right if, you, if you're not pushing yourself, then I've got no reason to, to teach you if you're not
0: earning." and proven that you want to learn these, the secrets of a tattoo artist, so to speak. So if you and the lodge aren't a good fit, then you may have to go to a, you may not be able to join that lodge. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very very cool. I never really thought about the parallels before. That's really neat. Uh, So just something I thought of earlier today, just out of curiosity, it seems like more and more masons I know are getting Masonic tattoos. Is it, is that go just Matt. my impression? Go Matt, a, go Matt. You can <laughs> do it. I've been informed <laughs> of that, reliably by the uh, the person who shares my bed in the evenings, that that would not be a good choice for me. But <laughs> the um, uh, to to tell a stupid story. When I was in the Navy, I was in Thailand, and I was threatening to get my my warfare pin tattooed on my chest, and I I was informed that I should not come home from Thailand if that were the case. So, oh no. I, since <laughs> then, I, I decided not to do that. Anyway, um, the but it seems like Masonic tattoos are becoming more and more popular. And I sort of feel like Masons in general are conservative, not necessarily in the political sense, but in the steeped in tradition kind of sense. And yet Masonic tattoos, I mean, tattoos are seen at least in some circles as being, you know, edgy and and that sort of thing. Maybe it's not the case as much as it used to be, but uh, Masonic tattoos seem to be more and more popular. Do you think, do you think there's a connection there that, that, I would say I think I think
2: lodges are becoming a lot more diverse. Um, I think the the allure of, of masonry is is reaching a much wider audience, and and uh, especially what makes a good mason isn't quite what we might have thought it was 20, 20 years ago. Um, uh, again, like I said, like I was I was introduced by a mason who was a tattoo artist. Um, I think uh, the qualities. You can find in anyone. Uh, It's just becoming more open. I think. Um, I think. Unfortunately, with the numbers that have kind of gone down in the last in our past, uh, and then building up, I think a lot more masons are discovering. Maybe maybe our older brothers are discovering too. Like you, you never know where they're going to come from. Uh, Who might surprise you as far as where you find character, where you find uh, uh, things that would make a good mason. So I I think um, that's one aspect of it. Uh, I think with uh, stuff like reality TV shows for like stuff like tattoos. I think people are able to get an education about what's possible with tattooing. Um, what a tattoo artist is kind of like, not taking it. I mean, definitely take those shows with a grand salt because I'll, you'll see a lot of trauma in them that doesn't, I don't think really exists in the tattoo industry, but, uh, especially the artwork you can see, uh, also seeing what different kinds of people get tattooed. I think it takes a lot of the stigma away from it's not just bikers, sailors and criminals getting tattooed. Uh, and so I think there's there's a bit more
0: openness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my hypothesis that I came up with was that it, it's a, in its ideal form, masonry would be a transformative event in one's life, and, or mm-hmm. transformative process, and that the you know they the from what I hear again, not being a tattooed person, the tattoos that are sort of the, the best, if you will, are the ones that mean the most to the person that they're on and if this if this is truly a life changing transformative process for you that that sort of feeds into wanting to to have the tattoo. I'm not sure I expressed that well, but
2: oh, I think you got it out perfectly. I think that is one of those things where it becomes especially for our dedication to tattoo or to uh sorry for Freemasonry I mean we, we take an oath we take a very specific oath that that is supposed to stick with us till till our uh, so we join the grand architect of the universe, um, and so I think that that becomes almost like a like a permission because the tattoo is such a permanent thing. It's all right. We have a kid. We can get the name, our kid's name tattooed because there'll always be our kid. Mason tattoo will always be a Mason. So I think that there's that becomes kind of the the what what goes through the head as far as Masonic tattoos. I think they go hand in hand uh, in some cases.
1: Yeah, I think last, uh, we were talking about tattoos before and, uh, Steven, one of our co-hosts that normally is here, he was saying it's, it's a milestone moment. Those are the things that he has gotten tattooed on himself or things that were milestone moments. He was a D Malay. And so he's got a D Malay tattoo and past master. I think he's got a past master tattoo. And just recently he got a, a, uh, Masonic podcast tattoo. No um, yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> pretty, pretty amazing. It was actually really cool looking. Um, So yeah, it's it's like you said. It's a milestone moments that they want to remember and memorialize, and what better way to do it than than a tattoo? And and there are there are some amazing, amazing drawings and portrayals, and I don't even know what you call them. I apologize. You know, they're they're just they're amazing.
0: So to our audience out there, send us pictures of your Working Tools podcast tattoos. We'd like to see them. Yeah, there you go. Post them up up on the YouTube
1: channel.
2: I believe there's a there's even a Facebook page that's, that's dedicated to Freemason tattoos. It's uh, I subscribe to one of them. Uh, I think I'm on that one. One of the main uh, Mason uh, pages, and then uh, the Grumpy Passmaster page. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I think I got a, a, a not premature, hopefully not, but a, a expedited pass into that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good group. They put some funny stuff up there once in a while. That's that's pretty oh,
2: good. Yes, they do.
1: <laughs> well, they say once you're a master, worship master, you're a past master immediately. So you you are a grumpy past master, whether you, you know, depending on when you're grumpy, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, and, it's, it's unfortunately, blast. and unfortunately, you're not you, with this current climate. You've not been able to really be the the master, right? Are, do you when do you when were you installed?
2: Uh, installed last November. Um yeah, so I've November. only. Had, technically we've only had a few meetings. Uh, however, we've, we've tried, especially when when COVID immediately hit, we were kind of, our work didn't stop by any means. Um, our, our main goal, one of our, our brothers, brother Adam also broke, uh, was quick to jump on to getting a, a list of our older, older members and checking up on them, making sure they had groceries, making sure they had food and uh, supplies that they needed so they didn't have to go out and uh, put themselves in danger of, of catching this, this virus. Well, what was nice, what was very surprising to me is like they all have families that are taking care of them. Um, there's a few that are in home, so they're also being taken care of. I think, it, I think then it evolved more to all right, what brothers aren't getting communicated with. So, I think we're that's our next step is to maybe do a, a, a line of um a call list to call up brothers who aren't able to communicate or socialize all too much. Um, but I don't think the work stops by any means. Um, we just find a different way to deal with it for sure. I, th-
1: I think. I'm as busy, almost as busy, maybe a little bit more, honestly, than I was even when I was going to meetings. The only thing that's different is I don't have the half hour to an hour travel time on either end of the meeting, which is great. I, I really like walking over to my, <laughs> to my desk and having a meeting here, but literally every night of the week, I think last week, I think it was every night of the week last week I had a Masonic meeting of some kind, or I was, you know, I'm again, I'm the geek, I'm a little bit of geek. And so I do like, recordings and things and I'm editing and all that stuff in the background. But, uh, every day I had something Masonic going on that was, but it, it's great. If it's better than that, than you know, being depressed and sitting on the couch, I guess. Although I do have my fair share of that too, I think, but, but sitting on the <laughs> couch, not being depressed, but there we
0: go. <laughs> Yeah, Mrs. Goldbeuf has told us to sign you up for more things. So <laughs>
1: Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> Ben, what was your first tattoo? Did you, uh, of course, you probably received a tattoo before you became a tattoo artist, or was that not the case? Did you tattoo yourself, or how, how did that start?
2: Uh, well, I got my first tattoo the day after my 18th birthday. As soon as I could, I, I jumped right on it. Um, I didn't do my, my first tattoo until I was, I want to say, 27, um, and I tattooed my own leg. Traditionally, and this I don't know if this is the case that much anymore, um, but traditionally what you would do is you learn as much as you can by watching and then you, you take on learning how to set up your machine, learning, learn how to listen for it, the way that it works, and then you tattoo yourself. Uh, one of the reasons being for that is that, one, you're living with your work. Uh, uh, so you wanna do the best job that you can. The moment you touch that machine, you wanna make sure that you're doing the best work you can. And that should be the mentality every time you touch that machine. Uh, secondly, you also get a, you get a feel for what you're, what you're doing to yourself. Uh, the example I usually give is if you have a line that's uh, 12 inches long, you gotta pull. If you do that on yourself, you start from start to finish and go one end to the other, you're, that's gonna be excruciating. So you learn that like, okay, I need to break that up a little bit so I'm not putting somebody else through unnecessary torture. Uh, and it's also kind of emblematic of the fact that like the, I was kind of the joke's always uh, you never trust a skinny cook uh, if you're getting you know if you're gonna get tattooed by somebody they better be they better have some tattoos <laughs> and so that's that's also kind of like that yeah Or you do it on anybody else you gotta do it on yourself
0: I've heard that before somebody said yeah they, when you're practicing you have your first two canvases are, are right in front of your lap there
2: hey. yeah oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> What I did, I did both my legs. Uh, the first one I did was a uh, a Sailor Jerry pinup uh, pinup girl, and I it goes from my knee up to like towards. It, it's a good probably uh, about eleven inches long, and about six inches wide. And I don't know why I picked such a big piece, other than I thought, oh, more lines, more practice, way to go. But I got down to the end of that thing, and it was I was practicing what I think, uh, Lamaze breathing or something like that, <laughs> trying to get through that last line. And then, uh, but, it, but but the beginning of it was pretty exciting because I was so pumped to do it and I hold the machine that I didn't really feel all well at first till yeah towards the end there. But that second one, all the excitement of it got gone out the window, and then I just realized, oh, I'm just torturing myself.
0: <laughs> but I still
2: got it done, so I was very proud of that.
0: Very cool. Do you, out of curiosity, do you have a Masonic tattoo, or are you are you?
2: Funny enough, not yet, um, and it's. I want to say it's almost harder because i i have talked with some uh tattoo colleagues of mine about getting my masonic tattoo and and they won't do it they won't do it they're like i I don't i don't touch stuff like that because i don't know the symbology like you don't need to i need to know it so like all i need to do is give you my you know design like that idea but it's it's interesting because yeah, many brothers come come up asking that want to get a tattoo by another by a fellow mason, which I'm very honored and I do my best to do the best work. But then, where can I get my Masonic tattoo? I'm just kind of
0: stuck in a weird spot. <laughs> the the cobbler's children have no shoes, eh? Have to, yeah. I have to connect with David again. Huh? Actually, yeah, we could hook you up with the guy in BC. That
2: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, there's a like, I believe there's a couple. I did meet um I did a guest spot over in Spokane. And the guys over at um, On the Level Tattoo, our hmm. Masons, yeah. Uh, oh, and also, I'm sorry. Uh, you, there is. Uh, oh my goodness, he would kick my butt for forgetting. Um, Keith Bailey up up in uh, Anvil Tattoo in in uh, Marysville. Hey, he's uh, oh, okay.
0: I think I've met. Nice to lodge up
2: there. And yep. then there is. Um, uh, lion's paw tattoo just off of there um and again i need my butt kicked right now because i am i am forgetting names um but lion's paw tattoo the owner there is a really good dude i guess by there but uh yeah I met two guys over at um on the level tattoo and they were really good i kind of surprised them a little bit because they're, they're older than me and again with with traditional tattoo shops you there's a bit of a hierarchy going on but when i walked in i mentioned oh I heard there's Mason's working here and they're like yeah can we help you like oh I'm a senior warden at Seattle your uh, University Live 141 and it was a whole just a quick 180 like oh oh, oh sorry we're, we're just uh we're, we're junior uh I think they were deacons <laughs> and there's a whole <laughs> flip that just threw me for a loop because all of a sudden they're like oh no, no sorry sorry we're, we're uh, good to have you here God, oh, it's great and I just we had a good time um got to chat with those guys but yeah it's it I need to I need to get my my tattoo.
1: It's. I imagine it'd be, it, I imagine it'd be hard to choose because you know you know the infinite options in in the, that world and so you took
2: the words right out of my mouth. It's exactly what it is. I've been trying to figure out what I want to put together to make it work, but I, I get wrapped up too much in my own head. Um,
1: our current master yep. just got two pillars the 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 left and right hand pillars on his. Under forearm. Oh, and, very cool! And he's a gamer as well, so he had a, you know, a six-sided, six sided, six six sided dice and a twelve sided dice. I don't even know. I'm not a gamer person, so or, or a table game. I would all a twenty sided die. Twenty, yeah. So he's got, but on the die, he's got Masonic symbols on the die faces. so nope. it's sure. It's a pretty amazing design that he put together, and it's it's not just the, of course, not just the columns, it's columns plus whatever else symbolism he could put in there but mm. and, and they fill up pretty much the whole arm it's uh pretty amazing well,
0: that is great
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you won't get any flack for not having masonic tattoo from the two of us because we're the two <laughs> non-tattooed ghosts so <laughs> my, my standing joke is that you
1: don't see bumper stickers on ferraris so <laughs> oh, that's very
2: good that's very
1: good i stole I'll, that from somewhere i don't even know
2: before i forget jimmy walters is the owner of lion's paw tattoo okay so if he's listening, I'm. I'm so sorry, brother. That I get the name right off the bat. I think
1: there's probably a lot of Ted. I, I know there's some South down here. I'm down in By Lake. My lodge is Auburn, and but I know there's some South like Olympia area too. I mean, I think there's salt and peppered all over the place. Uh, we just don't. They, they don't advertise themselves, or you know. And so I think that they're just they're there. People are out there if you ask. Start asking around. But.
2: Yep, I I wouldn't doubt it. Um, again, I think a, a big surprising thing about like. Yeah. You never know where you're going to find a mason or what I think like the work, like I said, the working tools and that's really spoke to me Did ran parallels with the machine and with the equipment that I use tattooing. And I think I would be surprised there's a lot of tattoo artists that see a very similar parallel that how, how could you not want to at least learn more if not become a part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's an interesting, uh, definitely an interesting overlap in, in two different worlds. Like I said, for the as masons are getting younger and, and the, uh, the tattooing is becoming more accepted. It's definitely an interesting, uh, overlap of those two worlds. So, uh, with that, I think we're, we're wrapping up the, the end of our, our segment here, uh, our time today. So, uh, I guess, Ben, is there anything else exciting you'd like to, to add or, or throw in there at the last minute here?
2: uh oh, well, um, no, I'm just, uh... Well, I think we put my Instagram up there. If anybody has any questions about tattoos, I'm always happy to answer them. Um, if you're ever in the Seattle area uh, and we get back to having meetings, uh would love to have you guys. Uh, always feel free to put, uh, stop by, say hi. Uh, we're the first Monday of every month. Uh, oh, and uh, we're actually doing Table Lodge tomorrow.
1: Oh, really? A virtual yeah. one?
2: Our, yeah, we did our very first Table Lodge last year at the Lodge, and this will be obviously the very first Zoom. Uh, table lodge nice. uh, i i can't guarantee it's going to be on point <laughs> or so we're trying to figure out i'm trying to figure out how to do uh do it so it, it works in the confines of a Zoom meeting but uh it should be fun if you guys have a cannon want to join feel free
1: uh, i know fr- i know frank s land in uh, des moines did a virtual table lodge too and it was it was it was fu- they tried to keep it organized for a while but they're a pretty fun group too and it went it went this way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty still, fast as long as we can read through those seven
2: toes after that, yeah. that should be we should be fine <laughs> yeah.
1: so for those listening that this is the we're the sunday the second right now so um uh, by the time this gets on air that'll that'll be long gone so we'll be curious to know oh, how oh. it went how, how, we'll be curious to know how it went and and uh, how that goes but i i think you, you you alluded to the working tools and how when you say working tools you mean the working tools of of uh, tattoo as well as oh, how yes. and as well as Masonic tattoo uh, working tools, and so I think well, we'd like to have you back for another show here. And,
0: uh, yeah, if and you wouldn't mind uh, coming on to an, do another segment with us, we'll we'll have another episode with uh, with Worshipful Brother Ben. Would you willing like to come back?
2: Would love to come back. Absolutely. Right.
0: So with that, um, I'm Matt Apple, and on behalf of David Colbeth, we'd like to thank you, Worshipful Brother Ben, or who is I should say the current Worshipful Master of. Uh, University 141 and a tattoo artist here in Seattle. And I want to thank you for coming on the show and going to wish everybody a good night. Thanks, Ben. Thank you for having me. My honor.